Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. How do you gain uh, sponsorships and collabs? What is your... How do you How do you do that? Oh, running it back to admissions recruitment, right? Okay. It taught me that sometimes you have to be the uh, you have to be the voice in the room when no one's speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, public speaking was one of those things where I developed because I was a performing arts kid, so that was something I was taught, right? But as you get older, you're like, all right, I don't necessarily have to do that unless I'm an orientation leader, of course. So right. it taught me that sometimes you just have to do it. You have to go out there and put yourself, even if no one asked you, mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Same way with influencers and collabs. It just has to be genuine. And that's what I tell anybody. The collabs that I work with now are people that I actually work with or just supported Mm -hmm. or products that I've used prior. And the reason why is because when I do collab with these people, I want it to make sense to my followers like, well, no wonder you collab with such and such. You always talk about their product. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a slide in the DM type of person when it comes to collabs and I don't, hey, it's me. I done tagged y'all like 10 times already, but in case you didn't see it, it's me. Listen. What's up, everybody? It's your boy back again with another episode of Big Boss Talk, the podcast. You already know how we like to do it. Um, I got another top tier guest, you know, based off it was a recommendation. Like, it's crazy how deep into people's networks I've gotten to, you know, get into just off recommendations. Um, And it shows me that everybody knows somebody that's super dope, that does something creative, that's really, you know, having fun with it, having success, um, but just in their own lane versus the typical ways that they tell us that we can have success but let me give y'all a rundown of my guests all right so i got tyler carter age 28 career slash job she's with, with recruitment slash admissions um college degree uh she got a liberal arts uh english and then mass com concentration years in her profession is five so she's like half a decade into her profession so i know she got all the ins and out a little bit the scope of the land, and so we're gonna get all of that. But before we start, Tyler, say what's up to the podcast. Hey, what's going on? It's so happy, so blessed to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out. For sure. Hey, y'all, hey, everybody, tuning in. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's get it. Hey, but also, it's your Nick, well, is aka Fro Bay, right? That's right. Fro okay. Bay is, is the what Megan the Stallion is to. The Stallion, Beyonce, Beehive, Tyler, and Probates. That's how it works. Okay, so. let's get it, man. So listen, we can't start the podcast without two truths and a lie. <laughs> so hopefully I can guess the lie. Um, okay. So because black people can't lie. Um, but we're going to find <laughs> out. And that's a lie. <laughs> but um, okay, so here we go. I am right-handed. Okay. I am the only girl on both sides of my family. Mm. And I have never broken a bone mm. in my body. Bro, that was good. That's really yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So left-handed. <laughs> I'm right-handed. No, okay. Right. So you right-handed. Number mm-hmm. two is... You, I am the only girl on both? on both sides of my family. Wow. The only girl on both sides of the family. And, then and I've never broken a bone in my body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to say... All right. Man, broken a bone, I mean, that sounds, like, believable. You know what I'm saying? Never broken a bone, like, knock on wood. I, I you're, trying, a... you're trying to fish out the answer, but you're not going to do that with me. You're going to have to hey, figure I, it out. I'm, I'm glad you caught on, because I, I love people be like, I be catching <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, you're not going to do that with me. You can't do that with me. Dang. Look, 
Mm. Okay, I'm gonna just guess. I'm gonna say. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with the first one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the first one just because I feel like left hand they left. Well, I just feel like that's the lie. That's that's the You're lie. Right. That's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's yes, go. and I know where you're going. Let lefties are like creative. Yes, lefties are very you know innovative. They usually are some of the best thinkers. Right. And yes, I am a lefty. Let's go. Never broken a bone, and I am the only girl right now. <laughs> that is crazy. That's right. Real. So, um, I mean, I definitely lefties. You know, what I'm saying very much creative. I could just look at like you go through your Instagram and just look at this. I was trying to, trying to mix it up. I should have put it in the middle. Yeah, like maybe in the middle. But I mean, I was really, I thought about saying um, the only girl on both sides of the family. I'm like, that's super rare. It's to super be, rare, like, right? It's, it's a thing. But I was like, you know, maybe she'd throw me off. But cool. So we good with that. Uh, appreciate that. Two two cents a lot. Next, no problem. <laughs> next, what we're going to do is we go into this thing, what I call hot picks. All right. So it's, I got four questions. Okay. Uh, nothing crazy. It's just very unique questions that, you know, maybe people want to know, right? So, okay. number one, what is the one thing that drives you crazy about being natural? Ooh, child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that drives me crazy about being natural. Yeah. People comparing my hair to their journey. Wow. It's so natural hair, unfortunately is a win-lose situation sometimes where you win in that you'll talk to someone who like myself may be an influencer content creator and they give you ideas they give you suggestions and all of that right and people will go and you know support you or go buy that product or go through that particular style and it does not come out mm. like yours <laughs> made or did right so it's like hey i tried such and such why is my hair like not down my back why is my hair like not bouncy? People and I'm like, listen, sis, listen, bro. Um, respectfully, your hair is yours. Your hair is unique to you. Yeah. You should not, you know, just completely rat your hair because it's not mine. Right. Your hair is special to you. Don't do that because now you're discouraged. Now you want to cut your hair off. Yeah. Now you're cussing me out. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> I just gave you the option to do it. I gave you the suggestion to yeah. do it. So I would love for people to understand that although we may have the same hair color, we may have the same curl pattern, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just not going to look exactly like that YouTuber or that influencer or that Pinterest picture yeah. that you saved to your mood board. And that's okay. It's, it's supposed to look like you, not mm -hmm. necessarily like that person. So. Right. That's something that drives me crazy because I get up a lot. And I, I love every last probate that I know and that knows me. But I have to tell them sometimes, listen, before you start, <laughs> this <ain't> disclaimer <laughs> is not going to come out just like mine because my hair is brown, thick, and irritated. And yeah. your, yours might be soft, curly, and all black. It's not going to look the same. And that's totally okay. Right, man. That, that, that I mean, that would drive me crazy because, like, people. I guess people just assume that you know you could copy and paste, right? You know what I'm saying? Especially, with, I with, mean, with Control C, Control V, <laughs> and then and then you want to troubleshoot and you want to call Apple when it don't look right, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, not call but Apple. Whole whole time it looks gorgeous on you, right? You just haven't let it set in long enough. For you to get used to it, like just exactly. calm down. Right. Scarf it up, take a nap, wake up, and you'll actually like it. Right. So yeah. And I'm sure it took you a long time as far as like going through trial and error to understand. Yes, natural hair. hair is all about trial and error. If you don't like for your hairstyles to not hit, mm -hmm. you're not gonna survive. There gotcha. are so many times with color, with hairstyles that I'm like, Ooh. okay. All right, we're going to try this next weekend because I'm um, two seconds for chopping this all off. <laughs> and I, I tell people that all the time, like, that's a lot. That's where my whole brand came from. Like, yeah. people need to see there are mistakes in natural hair. If you do make a mistake, at least you're making 
the mistake in the right direction. Maybe right. you had too much of this, too much of that. It's totally fine. But just make sure you have progressive progress. Like, and I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. Nah, it makes perfect sense, man. Like my mm-hmm. my wife it goes through these trials and errors all the time. So I hear it all. You know what I'm saying? It's some days where we want to do braids. Like I just want to do braids. Next is like I'm and tired. And you end up with braids, or you end up with a big puff, or you end up slicking it back because you've been up all night trying to do this style you saw on TikTok. Right. And you're like, you know what? Cool. I'm not gonna get it, and I gotta get up in the morning for work. So. Puff it is, bun it is, whatever. Who cares? Right, no cap. Cool. So, number two, what is your go-to hairstyle? Like something that you just like. Come on, man. Um, I would say right now. Yeah. My go-to style is a braid out. Mm -hmm. I'm a braid out fan. It's one of those things that I had to live with the trial and error thing, where I was like, okay, the braids are too small. They get tangled up and then they don't look right. But if I do it too big, then I look like a runaway slave. So I need to do it like on the in between. <laughs> but now, I, do I use a lot of water or do I use a lot of moisturizer? And I finally got the freaking. You got the recipe. I got the recipe, and ever since then, it's something that's quick for me. Something like where I'm already coming home at nine, eight thirty nine. Split my hair in like six sections, braid it up, put my bonnet on, sleep. Right. Get up, bang it. I'm like, Ooh, okay. You're like, sister, what a job today. I got me a little routine now. It's yeah. all good. So, yeah, braid outs have been my that girl okay. right now. For sure. It'll change next month, but right now it's a braid out for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> so, then number three, man. If people that don't follow you should definitely follow you. You know, obviously we're gonna, you know, put everything in the description, put it in the video. But okay, okay. I looked, you know, just going through the Instagram is extent uh I guess I'm trying to say it's very much eye pleasing as far as like the reels, the color coordination. How do you get so good at reels? Like what's the key? Thank you. <laughs> so so what's the question now? How did you get so good at reels? Creative oh, reels. so hear me out. I don't know if you've been on Instagram lately, but they changed algorithms, like right. they changed draws. So it's tough to keep up sometimes. Right. What I've noticed is that Instagram is is competing now with TikTok and even YouTube yeah. with trying to keep people's attention for a short amount of time. With me, I have one niche, and that's natural hair Mm -hmm. right now. And I'm like, okay, how can I make my one thing trend with these five other million things that may have nothing to do with what my audience is looking at? Right. I make sure that I either have orange somewhere, because orange is my brand color, that I make sure that I have a trending sound. Do I like the music? Absolutely not. Half of the time, it's something that I wouldn't actually put on a playlist at all. Wow. But most of the time, if I'm speaking, you don't even hear the background music, but it's a part of that algorithm. It's, gotcha. it's being put into that multi-universe. Yep. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that I'm posting it at a time where my audience would tap into me. Mm. Reading my analytics, reading my insights and say, okay, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Monday through Friday is like the average time that people clocking in. Probably need to post this around 11 or maybe 10.30. That way I get the bulk of my audience. I come back and I'm like, okay, we went from like 200 to like 1,200. Right. Take a note of that. Be like, okay, I posted this at 10.45. So the last time I posted it was like 10.47. So obviously around that 10 o'clock time is when I need to post it. And I know that seems very like secular, but it's the only way that you're going to keep up with the ocean and the waves that is Instagram. So yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So, I mean, it is necessary. So I'm I'm trying to be like, I'm a, I'm a natural guy. And so for me, I just feel like post, you know what I'm saying? Like no matter what, just post, Oh, yeah, post regardless. And that's the only way you find out. I mean, sometimes you just got to post 
and then come back to it and see what's working. If you post throughout the day, post one in the afternoon, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening, if you have that sort of content where you could just shoot it out. And then go back and be like, okay, well, the nine o'clock one didn't really do too hot, but the one at seven o'clock took off. So now you just do a process of elimination. Gotcha. And then, you know, if it feels natural to you, just completely forget the time and just make sure you have the trending sound. And people know Big Boss Talk, he always got, you know, a yellow in the front before he do his video. Mm-hmm. Or he always close out with like a weird sound or something. You know, make sure people remember you, like some sort of memento. That's dope. That's dope. And that's, I mean, that's a gem for everybody, not just me, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's for anybody, that's especially for if you're trying to jump into this content creation world it's simple stuff yeah believe it or not it's just meticulous and you gotta you gotta have fun with it you gotta learn how to have fun with it don't get frustrated so it's like that but um i want to hop into the conversation now so i i always ask this question tyler you know what did you want to be growing up um (laughs) i wanted to be a gymnast growing up Hear me out. Um, I was an athletic child. I was in every extracurricular activity there was with regards to basketball and all in softball. I didn't do that. Gotcha. Track, cheerleading, dance, ballet, everything, gymnastics. I was in it all. So um, I decided gymnastics was my thing. Found out there was like, you know, you can go to the Olympics. Yep. You can go to college and do this. And I'm like, Not a bet. Young, young I'm, I'm set. That's all I got to do. I'm going to do this in high school. Do it in middle school. Go to college and do it. Get a full ride and do it. Train for the Olympics. And I'm just going to be a gymnast. That's going to be my job. Right. And so, I mean, what changed? I mean, so you wanted to be... <laughs> Let me say something. Life changed. Um, my body at a certain point was like, girl, sit down for no. you not have no, no, no bones. Your bones will be broken by like 20. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like as I got older, um, having a lot of muscle and then not staying active, those muscles deflate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Like a balloon. laughs> so if, if, if I wasn't doing gymnastics, I was doing something else. And my body was like, girl, we need to sit down. We need a break. Wow. I didn't have that break. So a lot of the times when I got injured, I, my body never healed from those, injury, those injuries. Mm. So I, it was just, it just seems like one injury after the other. I was like, I ain't got no ankle replacement. Like, can we, I can, like, this, the brace is not helping. The, the rapid tape is not helping. Like, I, right. So, and your doctors and all of that, thank God for black doctors. Like, my doctor was like, um, you trying to have kids? Are you trying to? It was that You trying to keep your muscle memory? You trying to, is your brain, you want your brain to work at like 25? Yeah. You need to slow down. Like, respectfully, it's keeping you in shape, which is great, but it's also killing everything. Estrogen, all of that. It was just too much. It was too much on my body, so. I'm glad. Um, then we just started getting into other stuff. <laughs> well, my body done tapped out, so it's time to learn something. So yeah, that's what's up. So I, I mean, obviously, we almost had a young, you know, Simone Biles before Simone Biles. Man, but you know, things happen. So then, what was the? <laughs> when, you know, when people say, you know, I could have been Simone Biles, but if if, if my mama would have put my perm, if she would have put a perm in my head, I could have been Simone Biles. <laughs> that's really what it is I could have been Dominic Dawes I could have been Gabby Douglas I, I had you, do, do, do. that was me that's that's crazy okay so then obviously we had to let go of sports we had to let go of gymnastics what was your mindset then how did you transition over from okay being an athlete to now I need to figure out what my career is going to be okay so my mom <laughs> my mom was one of those like okay Let's sit down at the table and talk about this because I, she was team gymnast mom. Like, I'm going to be that mom sitting at, you know, the arenas, you know, with my shirt on. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, as you're growing older, you're understanding that these are extracurricular activities. Right. But the curricular activities need to be the, the forefront in case these things retire. 
So now, you know, she's like, well, what do you, if you had to, you know, put those things on the back burner, what would you be doing? Mm. Listen, mom, I really love books. I'm a book girl. I love words. I love playing with words. I love poems. I love writing. She's like, well, do you want to be a teacher? I was like, I never really thought about being a teacher. I I didn't like my, I like some of my teachers, but I'm like, all of them. (laughs) Nothing inspired me to be a teacher, but I was like, okay, mom, I'll just, I'll consider that. But I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be famous. So oh, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so my mom was like, okay, well, let's start going to the library. Let's start investing in this, your own library. And my mom was an English major. She was very much into English and computers. So okay. I was like, okay. We would go to the library, like, whenever I wasn't doing track and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, I like this particular genre. And we would buy books or get books from like a thrift store or something that catered to that. And I come home and I'm like, summer, you know, summer, I didn't have much of a summer, but whenever I go to like dance competitions, I'm reading a book or whenever we're on track meet, I'm reading some sort of book. So eventually when I got into like middle high school, English classes were, you know, becoming something I was the most involved in where you know, if there was a question about what character did what, I'm like, dang. So he did this in the book. Well, can we talk about how he should have did X, Y, and Z? Like, it was just that intriguing and that interesting to me where I would create my own narratives based on a book that I had to read in class. So that kind of triggered, okay, reading, you know, English, language arts, that's right. your, that's, you got a path there. And teaching actually started in high school. Um, I took a class in high school that was catered to those who wanted to be teachers. And I was like, I can make my own, like, this will be my show. I can teach y'all the way I want to teach y'all because I'm very expressive. So I I didn't like being out of this, just writing stuff out. So you were able to get up, move around. You were able to create your own curriculum? So with the class, we were able to write our own lesson plans based on, I I think it was like, elementary students are like K through five. And then we would go literally right across the street to an uh, elementary school, middle school, kind of shadow that teacher and kind of see what their, you know, curriculum and lesson plans were and see where we are, like leverage. Are you on the right track? Are you nowhere near? Like what's going on? Teaching patterns and stuff like that. So eventually at the end of that class, you actually taught a class. And with me being the way I am, I was like, these kids are not going to remember anything if I just teach them what their teacher has always been doing. So let's switch it up. Like, we going to do like some jazzercise, you know, about, you know, some sort of story that they may know and love. Let's switch it up. Yeah. And from that point on, I was like, if I could do this all the time, we might have something. We could with some grease. So that's where the path I went into in college and then things just spiraled from there. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you go to school? I went to the Fort Valley State University in Fort Valley, Georgia, HBCU. Don't play with them, okay? Okay? <laughs> the real 1895. Now I, got anyway. a, now I got another Fort Valley uh, school. And shout out to my sis, Ashley Snook Jay, that was on here. And yeah. we're going to have another Fort Valley Wildcat on here after this. Okay. So that's how we do it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Fort Valley is my alma mater. I absolutely love my university. That's from what's up. Them HBCU students, man, y'all be having that pride. Hey. Y'all love it. Hey. You know what I'm saying? HBCU pride is unmatched, it's untouched. Okay. We may even have rivals, but at the end of the day, it's still HBCU over everything. It's love. Okay? It's love. I like love it. it. Okay. So then we graduate school. Uh, obviously, we got our degree. Um, how do we land into recruitment slash <laughs> So, so hear me out, hear me out. Um, it's not the, the most smoothest transition, but mm-hmm. I go into to Fort Valley. I'm a freshman. I wasn't the best in math, so I had to do like a summer school before you got into school. Um, and honestly, I had the best student leaders, the orientation leaders who would, you know, tour, give you a tour of the school. Say, hey, this building was, you know, named after a founder or such and such, such. This is where this class, this is the band, blah, blah, blah. You go to the cab on Wednesday. You know, that sort of experience <laughs> changed my whole world. Because honestly, 
at first I was, my mom was set on Georgia State. Gotcha. I was an Atlanta girl. I'm an East Atlanta girl. So I was like, I'm going to stay in the city, blah, 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 blah. My grades weren't the best. So Fort Valley was mm-hmm. quite literally the only option for me. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I was like, like, I don't want to, like, I'm mm-hmm. Fort Valley. You felt too good. <laughs> <laughs> too good, like, on this pedestal uh, the whole time. This is cool. That's like, girl, look, get your life together. Yeah. Anyway, so when I got there, um, my student leaders were like, listen, whatever you thought about Fort Valley, completely forget about it. We're going to teach you about, you know, small schools having this huge heart. And I promise you, by the end of this summer school, whatever, you are going to be team Fort Valley so much so that you're going to be doing what we're doing. So mm-hmm. I was like, bet. Don't challenge me. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And two weeks in, I remember my aunt calling me. She was like, hey, you okay? Girl, I love it. <laughs> I love it. She was like, already? I was like, I'm not coming home. Don't even worry about Thanksgiving break. Like, I love it here. And it was it was just a matter of with us being a smaller school, the fact that everybody had some sort of a familiar role. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you know, Fort Valley has some of the best agriculture students have some of the best engineering students have some of the best band like you if you don't have pride in what you invest in it just doesn't make for a good experience so when the time came for you know the orientation leaders that were graduating I was like hmm let me just take a gander yeah. at what this could be and what turned into me, me being an orientation leader year one, year two, year three. And I'm like, girl, you like doing this. Like this is, <laughs> it's fun to, you know, pour into students that you might see three years later graduated from Fort Valley and say, hey, look, it all started because you said X, Y, and Z or That's you dope. showed me X, Y, and Z. So things like that is what really set me off when it comes to orientation or not orientation, admin, admissions and recruitment. So Wow. That's dope. I mean, here we are. <laughs> you, you, hit on, you hit on so many different things. I will say Fort Valley, the agriculture is you guys like you guys have there's a guy on I think it's Netflix or Hulu. He went mm-hmm. to Fort Valley State. He's like a mm-hmm. top uh mm-hmm. Veterinarian, like he got this yeah. show, he got his own their show. brothers, it's two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, damn, that's dope, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got his own show. Hey, we small, but we making moves, okay? We big, moves, moves. big moves, but you talked about, you know, obviously not having the best grades and then mm-hmm. being able to take that step. You know, for people that may be in that situation, like may not have the best grades, but they know, you know, they want to go to school, they want to do well. What's some advice you can give people? that may struggle in the classroom but have the potential just like you to excel at a very high level so 2022 advice i would say grades at this point in time are only a reflection of your effort Mm. but they do not show what you can do outside of the effort you put into the classroom you are more than what you put into the classroom Um, But it also means that if you want to be successful, you at least need to put some sort of effort in the classroom. But I also understand that everybody's not book savvy. Everybody doesn't have book smart. Some some, some people street smart. But you have to turn that into something. Um, You can't allow that to be your your crutch. And with me, I was like, look, I'm not really the best mathematically but I'm gonna make sure I'm really, really strong everywhere else so that it balances out. Um, And that's my advice. Just make sure that you don't allow that deficiency, I would say, in in whatever subject that you feel like, bro, no matter what I do, this one class I can't pass, or these two classes I can't pass. You really, really need to make the effort to at least try. Because now teachers nowadays, if you put in the effort, they will work with you. But a lot of times, if you feel like you've already defeated, you're already defeated, then they're not going to help you, and you ain't helping yourself. So it's it cross out. Um, but just don't allow that, whatever that is, to be a crutch to the point where you just completely negate what your future could be because yeah. you're focused on the two things that are just not clicking. Right. Um, and quite honestly, some of the best in the world 
right now, creatively, professionally, artistically, whatever you want to say, have had moments yeah. in school. They're not, they were not like 4.0 scholars at all. In fact, the reason why they got into their businesses, their careers is because they had to have some sort of outlet because of the lack of effort or the lack of, you know, you not know it. Right. So we are out here. I'm not promoting, you know, you just giving up on your education because it's what you need in order to get yeah. to the next level. But don't allow it to be a crutch. Use the resources around you to get you to the next level. That's that's huge. Um, I think when you look into going like to different colleges, you want to look and see uh, the resources they may have, um, mm-hmm. how they are going to benefit, you know, benefit you. I, I, I'll be yeah. honest. I went to school based off of me being an athlete. I just wanted to play ball. If it wasn't for ball, I probably would have went to school for one, because I'm looking for something that's in my major. And then two, I'm looking to see where I'm gonna have the best time. Right. <laughs> which is which is which is cool, but I also think that it is very important for people to, if they can, go to view different colleges. I didn't have the Oh certainly. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the opportunity to go to multiple different colleges to see the campuses. I went to a couple. But I, I definitely know I could have did more. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I will put that out, not only with the gems that you talked about as far as like, you know, just because you're struggling in one area doesn't mean there's not opportunity for you to, you know, obviously excel in life yeah. after that class. Um, now, being in admissions, if somebody wanted to be, you know, going to admissions, obviously somebody changed, your, you know, you somebody changed your life. For, going to Fort Valley changed your whole outlook on what that looks like. Somebody, you know, created a culture, you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted to be in admissions, how do they go about being in admissions? What makes you good at what you do? Um, I think what makes me, okay, first of all, someone that wants to be in admissions, or maybe you feel like you want to be in a role where you can help people, because that may not necessarily be in admissions or recruitment, that could be anything. Um, I think that personality in this role makes you stand out because honestly, you can go into any field and there's some sort of admissions. You can get a house that's going to be a realtor. That's an admissions process, believe it or not. Um, but with school, you've been to school. So there is a personal connection. It may not be a mirror image of yourself in that student or in that person. But you know what you felt like when you went to school. It could it doesn't have to necessarily be college. It could be high school. It could be elementary school, middle school. You know what your first introduction to your first grade teacher was like. You remember that <laughs> because regardless of what your experience was like, you knew that first grade teacher or that you know twelfth grade teacher, that homeroom teacher gave you a vibe, yep. gave you a, a sense of either, okay, she's cool, or mm, I don't know. Admissions is the same way, except we have to make sure you're good on the front end and knowing if it's college-related, knowing that you know what the school is about, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And on the back end, making sure you have all your records and stuff like that, okay, you know, that's straight, too. Gotcha. But you have to be very strategic in that, you know, you can handle paperwork because there is no admissions process without some sort of paperwork. Yeah. And that's about 40% of it. The 60% is really selling. You're selling whatever you are administering, yeah. whether it be a school, a classroom, whatever the case, a car. You know, if you don't understand or have some sort of personal touch points or hot spots for your audience, it's always going to be awkward for you. It's yeah. always going to be like, oh, I don't want to talk with these students. I don't want to talk to them. I don't have nothing to say. It's because you're not being relatable to Personable. them. And that's something that with me, it makes it fun for me. No matter where I go, we used to travel and go to different high schools and talk about Fort Valley. And I'm like, okay, these are STEM students. You know, okay. I'm not a STEM major, but I can talk about how I'm not a STEM major. And yet I'm talking to you about my school, which means that my school provides the equal balance of creative and STEM. Um, and, you know, finding that one student that you're like, oh, I know you difficult. Let me see how I can get to you, you know, or like that student that may come to you after you finish your whole segment and go, hey, I really didn't want to ask my question out loud, but mm. Amy, you're like, girl, 
okay. And they see that you can kind of cut that professional voice off and right. be like them. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. Because I'm like, I knew I was going to have at least two students that was going to come up to me and say something. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be homegirl. But, but okay. yeah, like, yeah. And then, you know, and then they enroll and you kind of see them bloom and blossom. And now they're, you know, a part of this, a part of that. They graduate, send you a graduation invitation. You're like, yeah. the same person that, that, that was scared to ask me. Uh, now you Mr. and Miss. Now you Miss Fort Valley. Now yeah. you doing this like that. So that stuff, stuff like that is what keeps me going in that particular, you know, room. Yeah. That's dope. So, I mean, obviously, I feel like you got to be, you know, you have an interest of being a spark plug to people's journey, you know, uh, getting them going because I, I, I've i done that. Like, I I remember my admissions lady, you know, going to school. She was like, you're going to have a great time, da, 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 da. Like, you know, this is where you probably need to be, you know, X, Y, Z, just showing me different places. And then I see her walking around campus. I'm like, hey, Miss, uh, Miss Thompson, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? And, and she like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, like, like we don't forget about you just because you start going to school. Now, there are some that will annoy you to Ooh, death. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's like a 10% out right. of the 90% that's like really loving. Like, hey, you told me about those 8 o'clock classes. I'm like, look, I told you. For sure. I told you. It, it, it ain't like I'm lying. Yeah, hey. So I told you. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. Okay, well, I appreciate that you going over what you do. Uh, professionally in admissions, um, I do. I, I did have this question as far as like, what's the end goal? But I'm gonna say that to later because I think it okay. might, it might tie into you know what you do. Obviously, off to the side as far as like content creation. <laughs> um, talk to me. You know, obviously, you are a influencer for natural hair. You know, right. when finding your niche, niche or niche. I, I mean, how did you just know that I right, natural hair is gonna be me? This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure you had other ideas of like how you were gonna hop in. So hear me out, and this is crazy because it ties back into Fort Valley. Um, the process started in Fort Valley. I was a perm. I had a shortcut, buzz cut in the back. I was given very much okay. like me alone. Fantasia. If you can imagine that with the red. I had red in the front. You really could see me. But I got to the point where my hair was growing out and I couldn't perm it. Mm. I couldn't cut it. I couldn't dye it. I couldn't style it. And I was like, okay, we're going to have to do something about this. So eventually it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to cut it and, and or I'm just going to grow it out and see what happens. Because I didn't have a car. So I, it wasn't like I could go to a, a hair salon and do it or go home and get it done. So I had money like that. So Growing out my hair in college, ooh, poor belly heat. <laughs> um, it was just, it was a learning curve for me because, again, I'm so used to my hair, seeing my face a certain way and all of that. Yep. Grew my hair out, I had a little cotton ball stage where, you know, phase where it wasn't long enough to style, but it wasn't short enough to cut. So I'm like, grow that out. And yeah. I started accessorizing. And eventually, I was like, wait a minute. I kind of like this. Like, I really don't have to do too much to it. And it, I got really creative yeah. where, you know, I started playing with, her, you know, perm rods, curl rods, foaming mousse, and gel and bobby pins and all of that stuff. Because when your hair is perm, you really can't get as creative. Or yeah. I didn't, really. So then when I got to a certain point where it was long enough to style, I was like, do a little mohawk, do a little once. You know, it was just like... A reoccurring thing where every phase of this natural hair journey, I'm learning more about myself and how creative I could be. Mm -hmm. When I graduated, um, I was in a phase where I wasn't really, I don't know. I was like, I feel like there's something there with the hair thing, but I don't know how to do it. Like, I've been thinking about it. And it's one of those things where when you're finding your niche, mm -hmm. it's that thing that everyone else sees. That yeah. the light bulb has yet to click for you. People would be like, girl, your hair is so pretty. Thank you. I love the way you style your hair. Oh, thanks. He's like, but girl, your hair is always growing. How do you do it? I'm like, girl, all I do is use X, Y, Z. And I'm like, hold on. That's crazy. This is it. Like, yeah. what is wrong with me? And it was a matter of me buying a sketchbook, and I would write down things that people would ask me, people mm -hmm. would say to me. And everything would be hair-related. So I'm like, mm. now coming up with a brand can be difficult. 
because once you find your niche, you're like, all right, cool. I know what I want to do now. How do I put it out there? Right. You know, what's the best way to present it? That way people go, wow, time. Like, dang, we've been waiting on you. Like, you want that sort of reaction. But for me, it was the name. Like, the name had to be something where they go, of course Tyler would do that. You know? Right. And once I found the name, I put it out there. It was like, bro. I'm like, yes. (laughs) This is it. How many names did you have? Like how many? Like how many names did you just like? I, this I wish this I could it. show you. I wish I could show you. I had two pages front and back of names. Bro, that's like cool. I wanted to incorporate my actual name with you know what I was doing. Right. I would come up. I would be like in the middle of my sleep. Be like, ooh, this, and write it down. And then in the morning, I'm like, no, 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 no. And I was on the phone with one of my mentees, actually, who was the Fort Valley. And I was like, bro, I'm so frustrated with this. Like, I was like, oh, oh my God, that's it. I got to go. And it was like, from that point on, everything just flowed. The colors, everything like that just kind of gradually started coming together. Right. So your niche is something that comes naturally to you. Okay. That when you go out in public, people are like, Girl, I like, or I like how you do that. Or why don't you start a channel about that? People are telling you what you should do. You just have to listen. That's crazy. Okay, cool. So obviously, I mean, you know, we start doing content. We start doing stuff that you like. Um, Obviously, people coming to you about hair. Um, you know, asking you different questions. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you had the brand. What, what, what did you learn? Like your branding process. Obviously, everything came to you, but there's, uh, you know, some type of was it just a matter of, of just doing it, just putting it out there and then learning along the way? <laughs> or did you have some type of you know, um, process in place? It was like a mixture of both. Okay. Um, I, I'm creative in that way where when something comes to me, it can all come to me, like all at once. Like mm-hmm. from the names, colors to, you know, um, maybe a theme. I'm big on themes anyway. So when It's Frustrated came to me, the colors varied because they look the name looked good in a lot of colors but i was like what's a color that if i can use it by itself it still makes an impact and orange was something that i always it was like a reoccurring color that i would make with other colors and i'm like okay just use orange and you know orange looks great on black people orange is just a universal color that you can use throughout the year in terms of branding so i put it out there First, okay. I didn't have any font. I didn't have any like crazy thing. I just had the name, and I knew that I wanted the name, and I wanted the you know natural hair being centered around the name. And it wasn't too like six months later that I was like, okay, girl, we got something. We need to uh, get back in the lab yeah. and um, like actually make this look like an actual brand rather than just a big name. Got you. Because eventually people are going to say, okay, well, what is this frustrating about? And you can be like, that's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you want to have some substance behind just a name. And that's mm-hmm. what I learned actually after the fact. Because I knew I wanted to do it and why, but not having that all together in like in an mm-hmm. elevated, elevator pitch or speech sort of arrangement, yeah. it seems very thrown together, which is something that you don't want you know, you know coming into a big content creation world so a part of it was developed from the name and most of it was developed after it already been produced got you i think any brand any content creator or i mean for me what i've seen is they get better over time like it doesn't oh, always, yeah. it doesn't start oh, yes. you know what i'm oh, saying yes. like and i want people to understand you got to have patience you got to have mm-hmm. you know the willingness to learn um in in that sense but um going what are you know how did you i'm trying to figure out how to so obviously what was that one post or one moment that made you say nah this gonna be this gonna be it you know what i'm saying like this is a hit oh i don't want to sound crazy i had a lot of moments okay i will say um Two moments. I had one moment when I was on YouTube and I posted my very first video. And I was like, Ty, if you get 100 views, we've done our job. If you get 100 follows, we've done our job. 
And the first video hit like 600. I was like, we famous. We did it. Let's go. Like, call my agent. Call my people. Tell them to quit their job. Like, I was lit. Yeah. I made like a thank you video. Thinking 600 views was <laughs> Not the thank you. 600 views was it. Like, I'm in the game. Yeah. Man. Lord of behold, I actually stopped doing YouTube because YouTube was not catering to me and what I like to do. TikTok, Instagram, short version stuff, it's just fits me. But the second time is actually when I went to Curl Fest, which is like a natural hair fest um, in 2018. I don't know, 2018, 2017, whatever. And, you know, with me, orange is my color, so I'm going to wear these big fluffy orange pants, blah, blah, blah. And I had so many people come up and be like, hey, are you so sorry? And I'm like, girl, how do you know me? How do you know me? Not too famous. How do you know me? What is going on? And, you know, um, the, even the World Natural Hair Show this year, like, Frobang? And I'm like, what? Like, Wow. Yeah, we from Chicago. We from such and such. We follow you. And I'm like, excuse me? You're dope. from where? And dope. you know me how? Like, and some people are just so bamboozled that, you know, people are literally genuinely surprised. And I'm that person. Yeah. So it's just moments like that where I'm like, okay, we, we may have a presence <laughs> somewhere. Surprise! I'm like, wow, all this time I'm thinking it's just, you know, people that went to Fort Valley with me that know me. Mm-mm. Man. And then you go to these places thinking, okay, just make sure you network and all of that. And people are like, orange something. And I'm like, yes. But how do you know? Like, oh, I follow you. Okay, cool. Let's take a picture. I'm like, girl, why? I'm regular. I'm like, <laughs> we just regular people. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but it's, it's, very, very, very refreshing and rewarding to yeah. have moments like that. Man, I know that's dope, man. Because to you, you man, said, you gonna you, have your moment. You gonna have your moment. Listen, I don't even. I ain't even here for the moment. I just want the content to to surface and be justice for hey, somebody. And that's and that's what's gonna come back to you. You, you know gonna what have I mean? somebody walking up to you like, man, I watched that video with such and such, and that changed my life, right. or that really made me think about things a different way. It's coming, right? If it hasn't came already. But I want you to embrace it because you. I mean, you definitely. Got a niche, you know what I'm saying? You excelling Thank in you, man. and you just gotta keep doing your thing. Um, and just keep. I'm putting trying. It, keep putting. It, I know it gets hard. The discipline of it. I'm trying not to go bald. That's yeah, all. That's it. So, <laughs> how, how do you gain uh, sponsorships and collabs? What is your? How do you? How do you do that? Oh, running it back to admissions recruitment, right? Okay. It taught me that sometimes you have to be the uh, you have to be the voice in the room when no one's speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, public speaking was one of those things where I developed because I was a performing arts kid, so that was something I was taught, right? But as you get older, you're like, all right, I don't necessarily have to do that unless I'm an orientation leader, of course. So right. it taught me that sometimes you just have to do it. You have to go out there and put yourself, even if no one asked you, mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Same way with influencers and collabs. It just has to be genuine. And that's what I tell anybody. The collabs that I work with now are people that I actually work with or just supported Mm -hmm. or products that I've used prior. And the reason why is because when I do collab with these people, I want it to make sense to my followers like, well, no wonder you collab with such and such. You always talk about their product. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a slide in the DM type of person when it comes to collabs and I don't, hey, it's me. I don't tagged y'all like 10 times already, but in case you didn't see it, it's me. Listen, I don't know if we have, you know, any, you know, collabs or influencer programs open for now or the winter or the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting my name in the hat just in case. And what you'll find is some people will reach back and be like, hey, we don't have anything right now, but we're putting you on the PR list. That's dope. That's, dope. that's all I wanted. Yeah. That's all I wanted. That's it. See, now I'm about to build that relationship with you yeah. from the bottom. We started with a PR list. Six months later, I got a mini collab. 
six six months later, I got this six figure deal. Gotcha. You know, it shows the progression instead of you just popping out of nowhere. For sure. With this brand, like, hey y'all, buy this, and they like, girl, you don't even use that. So, <laughs> you know, so just shoot your shot for real. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Email these people, get the emails from their Instagrams. A lot of the times they have it right in their email, uh, right in their bios. And contact them and say, hey, if this is not the right place for an influencer or content creator, can you point me to such and such? Right. Most people will say, hey, this is the right email for that. But that's all I needed was an email. And then you pitch. Pitch like your life depends on it. Yeah, you got to. You got to pitch like your life depends on it. You you made a good point when you're trying to collab or do a sponsorship. Make sure it makes sense to the audience. I learned that from uh, Shanice. Like um, one of the things, the guru, yeah, the she, guru of yeah, like, all content she, right now. Man, listen, she the guru. Her fans, her fans gonna ride. Like she got a little ride or die. We ride or die gang. Yeah, okay. like okay. <laughs> hey. Ride so, or die gang, yes, that, I'm a ride or die gang member, okay, listen, period. That's crazy, but that's something that I learned, right, just by watching, and then we talked about it on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. because I was the type of person, like, I was just like, man, I just want a, a sponsorship, I want to start making money, but it got to make sense, so, like, for any yeah. kind of content creators out there, you got to, you know, obviously shoot your shot multiple times, just like Tyler said, and then it got to make sense, you know what I'm saying, obviously, uh, I know, Sometimes you might have to start off doing some stuff for free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't like that either. A lot of people say fifty dollars. I'd be like, uh, uh that's something you ain't fifty dollars less than what you had yesterday. So <laughs> take that fifty dollars and let that fifty dollars, you know, invest or you know, kind of just marinate. Yeah. And next thing you know, that fifty dollars to have 200 subscribers to or 200 followers to their platform mm-hmm. they see that you bring in revenue or you bring in people and they go okay my bad let's consider you know 1200 yeah. you go what well had you not taken that 50 dollars you would have never got to that 1200 so exactly. it's small steps when we start now but don't you know don't let them low value either right. just be, be intentional, be wise yeah. with the decision you make. Got to have that discernment. But I'm telling you, somebody thought that first $1,200 check, I might quit the job. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do that. But um, that, that's dope. <laughs> and so, the, believe it or not, we've reached an hour of the conversation. I, oh, no. I'm not saying this. I got a couple more questions, but it's like four Go questions. Go for it. Right? I'm here. But I'm just, I just want you to, I like to let people know, like, because some people be nervous to get on podcasts. Like, they like, I don't know. And I'm just like, it's really fun, like, to have a conversation. Look, you're not one of them podcasts where I got to gotta hold my breath and make sure that you're not going right. to say that crazy. That's one of the, that's the biggest thing that I try to take pride in is to not be one of those. You know what I'm saying? Don't be one of them. Well, you're not one of them. I, think, so yeah, I don't want to I don't wanna be one of them. And so that's why I, you're not this is them. my niche uh, for me. Um, but... This is um, the the last couple of questions. These are what I call kind of like my non-negotiables, meaning non-negotiable, meaning this is what I want, kind of obviously what people to get out of the conversation. We talked about so much different stuff, but Mm -hmm. I want them to understand you and just give us an understanding about, um, you know, the things that you do. So number one is what advice would you give someone to find their passion? I know that's a hard a very broad question, but I feel like right now we're in a time where people want to do what makes them happy. Um, yeah. And so what advice do you have for someone? Someone who is wanting to find their passion. Mm-hmm. For someone like myself who is actually still in the process of doing that, I will say that the most beneficial advice that I could give someone that is like me is to take more time for yourself in a world that is very um, social media, look at me, look at me sort of world. Sometimes you have to step back, learn how to implement more self-care and kind of that meditating, sitting in your own stuff, sitting in your own problems, sitting in your own accomplishments and finding those little 
like nuggets of peace, nuggets of like identity within that self think. Right. Um, that's the best advice that I could give. Like sometimes you are in your own head because you cannot get to that small voice you can't that escape. is telling you everything you need to know, but you can't hear yourself because there's so much going on around you. And the only way that you can get to that small voice or that inner child, as we call it, is for you to literally hone into silence sometimes mm-hmm. or you know, some lo-fi music even, or just that drive home where it's no music playing, but your thoughts are constantly like generating these things that either make you happy, they make you nervous, they make you stressed and like filter those things out, figure out, okay, that's not serving me. That's not serving me. Mm. This is serving me. This makes me absolutely the happiest I've ever been in my life. Write those things down and look at them and go, wow. Okay, I have talked about Rice Krispie Treats a lot. Maybe I'm passionate about cooking. Maybe I'm passionate about baking. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to invest more into, you know, baking culinary school, whatever the case may be. Right. But you don't do that if you're constantly, like, on the same pay- like wavelength as whatever's trending at that moment. You have to mm-hmm. literally stop and be like, all right, I'll check back in when I know more of myself. So once you do that, you'll find that your passion will speak to you because it's going to be the one thing that you cannot interrupt in the midst of all the noise. It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. Um, but <laughs> that's I, I think that's kind of some of the best advice I've heard because, like, I you know I took a a, a cleanse from my personal Instagram, mm-hmm. so I still I got the podcast Instagram because I was like that's one of my goals is to build that, but. I don't follow everybody that I follow on here, so I'm not seeing everything that I can see on my right. mm-hmm. And I would tell you, for six months, the amount of uh, less stress, just because I'm not mm-hmm. watching everybody, is, mm-hmm. is, is, is crazy. And I know it's hard. I know it might seem crazy to say that, hey, you know, take stay away from social media when you're trying to be a creator because, you know, that's, that's what you got to depend on. But, um... I, I, like you said, I, you could couldn't have said it any better. You gotta find peace in a world full of chaos, because it is chaotic, you know, out there when you're on social media. So like, you gotta find that peace. So I, I resonate with that to the fullest, and I think that's some of the best advice I've heard. Thank you, you know, I, and I, I can only say that because again, I'm in that place right now where mm-hmm. I consider myself a multi-hyphenate. So I can do a lot of things. I'm good at a lot of things. But I want to find either that one thing or a couple of things that I'm truly like, no matter if there's no money involved, if there's no resources to help me, if there's no audience in front of me, I still feel fulfilled with that thing or with that profession or with that whatever. And it's I don't think it's something that just happens overnight either. I think the journey is what makes it you know, valuable, yeah. but definitely sometimes you just gotta be like, all right, we gonna do not disturb until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut the TV off, you know, cut these lights off, and we just gonna get into whatever we got going on and really filter out what just does not matter. And it's not something, you know, that's something you also learn and develop. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> it takes time, yeah. for sure. Um, so, this could go either way because you do two things. Um, I would love the answer maybe for both, but do you love what you do? If yes, why? If no, why as well? So I'll talk to two points. When it comes to admissions and recruitment, I love doing that. Mm. It is, like I said, finding the inner child in me and other people, figuring out what their hot points are, figuring out what their major might be, Seeing the end results of that, whether it be, hey, that one child that gave you a hard time graduated top of this class, or hey, those group of guys that, you know, kind of clung to you when you really didn't want them to are now fathers, and they have great relationships with their kids because, you know, they learned all of those principles or enhanced those principles in college while I was there watching me. Um, and that's something that I think you like to do, but you love it so much so that you continue to do it. Content creation, I don't love it, 
yet because mm. it can be a headache. Yeah. I love what I produce, um, but sometimes how it gets out there and how it's conveyed to people can be a little a little weird because, you know, you have the way you want the content to be yeah. and you have the way you want it to be received. But everybody doesn't think like you. <laughs> and once you get it out there, you see comments or you get feedback and you're like, no, that wasn't okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and that comes with time because you, you know, you can be sensitive to things that you feel passionate about too. So do I love it? I, I love to do it. I love to create, but sometimes mm-hmm. the actual pushing of that creation can be a headache. Got it. And then the last question <laughs> is, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, to be completely honest, I see myself, and, I, and I'm going to say this with the intention of this clip being cut, so when I get to that point, I can be like, I called this. Um, I really see myself on a tour like Sarah Jakes Roberts, but about like natural hair, lifestyle, like DIY, crafty, creative, this like creative endure, if that's even a word. Yeah. But me speaking, I see speaking engagements. I see me traveling the world, literally telling little girls and people um, how to tap into their creative potential. And that there is a creative in everybody, even those that are militaristic, who may be very minimalistic, that don't, you know, feel like they have that thing that makes them super artistic. It's in everybody, and you just have to extract extract that with certain, you know, activities and stuff. But I truly see myself being Tracy Ellis Ross, but, like, on a much more creative level, if that makes sense. But visually, that's what I see. That's dope. I'm, we praying on it. When you put it out there, so we yeah, don't, oh so, yeah, so we, I'm, I'm trying to put it to work so that, like I said, when we get to that point, it's like, oh, get that big boss talk clip. She said, and it. I said, it. I called it. She so yeah, <laughs> have you thought about a, creating your own product? Have I thought about what now? Creating your own hair product. You know what? So you know how in the beginning of this conversation where he was like, "What is your niche?" and it's like people. The people that come up to you and say certain stuff, and you're like, I guess I need to do that. Yeah. That's one of those things. Wow. Um, I hadn't thought about it because honestly, um, people's scalps are completely different. Yeah. And I would hate to like make something that messes up somebody's scalp and then yeah. I'm responsible because right. I'm, I'm very empathetic. But I think that's one of those five year things as well, mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. You know, maybe me doing something small and just seeing how that works and then kind of growing on that. But it's been it's been said so much and I'm like God what you trying to say bro Man. like I need you to plan this out because I'm not even seeing products but that's what everybody's seeing in me so what what are we talking about here so yeah <laughs> hey listen you you and Shanice could make a great collaboration <laughs> yeah that's that's one one of my inspirations when it comes to stuff like that like she is phenomenal. Um, but she actually has a degree in chemistry, right. so you know right. it makes sense. A liberal arts major, I don't know. What's this major? Hey, major? listen, it's, it's all good. Well, hey, hey, I'll never say never. How about that? That's dope. Well, Tyler, thank you. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I've had fun. Hope you had fun. I um, did. I always had fun, but I, I enjoy just genuine conversation and that's what that feels like so or that's, that's what this feels like so that's dope thank you so much so, anytime you need you just call i got you so whenever uh if you ever got something going on in any way we can help let me know um you know i always you know when people hop on the show i try to support them throughout their journey you know what i'm saying like, i appreciate it people that i just met i'm posting their reels they like why is this guy posting reels i'm like listen you did me a solid i just want to at least return the favor as Absolutely, the man. way I can. Absolutely. Um, and so, you you get that from me. I need your recommendation. Um, that way, I can reach out to them, and we're gonna get them on the show. So, who you got? So, I think that um, your next. It really depends on which way you want to go. But my recommendation: the first people that come to mind is actually two people, and they're together. Okay. Keith and Ray. Um, I don't know if you know about them, but they are. Um, 
I just think dynamic in like Lana, which is a brand, a clothing brand, but also like a lifestyle sort of brand. Um, and they actually just got engaged or married, actually. So I think they are a reflection of where love is headed yeah. um, as a gay couple. And I think that's just something that would be fresh okay. for the channel. And I, they are really cool. Um, and that's my recommendation. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to give it too much. But yeah. Check them out. I, I think that would be really dope. If you can send me that, however, whatever information you got, whether it's their Instagram, whether they got an email, phone number. Absolutely. I I'll, send you everything. Yeah. Whatever I'll, you need to know, I got you. Got you. And I'll reach out to them and we'll get them on the show. But Tyler, thank you again. I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a great evening. Um, and nothing but success. Nothing but success for you. Um, thank you. Same to you. Yeah. Blessings, prosperity to you and yours. You are doing a wonderful, wonderful thing with this podcast. It's really, really good to see positive, <laughs> uplifting <laughs> podcast right now. So we need to make sure we push this as much as we can so we can really balance the scale. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So thank you for thank inviting you. me anytime you need me. Call if you need a natural hair, you know, representative. Call me. Got you. Thank you. Okay. You have a good night, okay? You too. Enjoy. Thank you, everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.